Have you ever had a moment that shattered your best laid plans? Yep, shit happens. You're lost and not sure how to pick up the pieces. Discover a higher level of results when you join the Fab Five as we take you on a weekly adventure shifting you beyond your best plan. We reveal how to elevate your mind, body, and spirit and create a harmonious life. The Fab Five is passionate about making the world a better place. Through sharing our gifts, talents, and stories, you'll obtain the resources, strategies, and tools you need on your journey of healing and growth. Step into your authentic self, moving beyond your best plan. Hi, and welcome to Beyond Your Best Plan, the podcast where we inspire you to move beyond what you believe you could move beyond. What price have you paid for what you want? Or is that the problem? You haven't been willing to make the necessary sacrifices or trade-offs. Hmm, think about it. On the mic today are a couple of my powerhouse co-hosts. Meet Catherine, whose purpose is to help others end internal suffering, and accomplish their goals. Claudette's mission is to help people on their spiritual path go from zero to 60, activating their inner guidance to heal and grow. And me, I'm Whitney, and I'm on a mission to help people do the work they love and love the work they do. Henry David Thoreau said, the price of anything is the amount of life you are willing to exchange for it. At the same time, if it costs you your peace, it's too expensive. Well, at least in my book. And then I love this one. Everyone wants to be a diamond, but very few are willing to get cut. Hmm. You know, Western society has sold us this bill of goods that we are somehow entitled to be rich, thin, and happy. And while I'm not here to say that that's not your destiny, the question is, what are you willing to pay to get that? The problem is we want what we want and we want it to be handed to us on a silver platter with cloth napkins and then have someone else pick up the bill. So today we're talking about there is no free lunch. And in terms of reaching our goals, living the life we want, the phrase can be used to encourage us to consider the trade-offs that we're making to achieve them. For example, if you want to advance in your career, you may need to sacrifice some personal time and put in extra effort. Or if you want to save money, you may need to forego some luxuries or make some life changes. By recognizing that there's no such thing as a free lunch, we can be more intentional about our choices and the costs that we're willing to bear. We can weigh the pros and cons of different options and decide ultimately what trade-offs we're comfortable with. So the phrase is a reminder that we have agency over our lives, right? We have this self-efficacy, and we can make choices that align with our values and our goals. And I know in our group, we have all 
made these choices. We've made decisions to put things on the back burner while we pursued other things. And so let's talk about this, that this concept that everything has a cost, there is no free lunch, and how, really interested in how you ladies have made those decisions. How have you decided what is worth pursuing and what's worth giving up in pursuit of that? What investments you were willing to make? What sacrifices, what trade-offs you were willing to make to move in the direction that you want to go. So what is your experience with putting in the time, energy, and resources that it takes to get what you want? Well, Whitney, as you know, my beautiful sister, I know this well, as I pretty much am all in mind, body, spirit, financial, all in, all in, all the way, everywhere, all around the town in on Fit District. (laughs) You all, Claudette, beautiful sister, knows that as well. So, I mean, I am at a space and time where it's like I am all in on this thing in all of the ways, literally. And look at how energetic you are and and glowing you are about it. I love it. I love it. Well, it's also fun. It's also like my dream. This is my dream. And... Ooh, there's so much there. I am a person that I've always had an interesting acceptance around this term. And I'm so excited to be digging in today with you brilliant ladies. Cause I'm like, okay, I like, I'm a per- more of a person that like sees possibilities rather than focus on the cost. Like I feel them, I see them, I think about them, but when it's something like I want, I'm like, it's like more possibilities when it's something I want, right? When it's something that there's been other areas where I see it and I'm like, it's not serving me time to go. I mean, there that's been all over this project too, is like, what is the cost of the free lunch? Like, what is the cost of the sacrifices of the lunch, right? Whatever the costs are, mind, body, spirit, financial, energy, time, like all those can be costs, right? Of this lunch. (laughs) But how did you decide? And I know this is your dream. That's all I've known you to talk about that since we've met, right? And we've known each other for, I can't believe it's been this long, a little over three years now. And I know this was your dream long before I came into your life. But when you were, you know, thinking this through, how did you make a decision that here are the things that I'm willing to do to get this? What made you decide that all in was the way to make this happen? You know, a lot of people say that they want something and they say, I I'd pay anything to get this. And in reality, very few of us are willing to pay whatever that price is. Yeah. It, a couple things on that. It was like that big in my soul of desire and wanting to 
make an impact, make a difference, serve in a way that has served me important things in my life, in my world. It got so big of a desire where it was like, I must do this no matter what was literally, is literally it. Like five years of getting it off the ground that when I say, was it, that was it. And now that we're here, we're physically manifested. It's now it's do whatever it takes. It's a must no matter what of growing it, right. And becoming successful. And it peace is for me, you mentioned, you know, cost peace. It's too expensive when it costs your peace. It's too expensive. It's also caught and it's costing my peace at times and it's fueling my soul in so many ways, in so many ways. But before you go on, Catherine, I want to ask you this question because I can see how being in the midst of it, you know, the challenges and, and we've watched you with various challenges that fits and starts and thinking something was going to go down a particular path and it didn't and having to sh- pivot and all that coronavirus, blah, blah, blah. But let me ask you this when it, on this peace piece, <laughs> the peace piece is yes. the peace that you have lost in pursuit of this smaller than the peace that you would have lost by not pursuing this. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about that very thing this morning around this. That's amazing. You're God. It's like so aligned. And I was thinking about what if I was still sitting on this thing, like I did for so many years and wasn't pursuing and I was suffering I mean, I was suffering. It was consuming so much of me. And maybe that's like my thing to work. But I felt that it was just that I feel, felt, feel it was my calling. Like you're ignoring this. You must do. And that was part of what was fueling the desire and what fueled the space of the suffering around not doing it fueled the I must do it no matter what getting to that point. Like that's how big it felt in me. And to just be very transparent, it's at times more challenging than I ever imagined. I mean, Fit District has been growing through, growing through at, we're at a, a space where we've grown through multiple things. And so we're like at the best place we've ever been, right? And which feels amazing. And multiple things have happened from several multiple staff team members leaving for multiple issues. We haven't had heat. We had some challenges with our bikes. We have continued to maintain our memberships, which is a beautiful thing. And So, you know, not having heat all winter and it's like 90% fixed at this point, but it's still impacting our bit. So it's like, there's a lot that has happened. Like I never expected. Right. And so when I say like the, the aspect of peace, it's like working with the fears and like the primal brain and like the fears of what hasn't happened and like running out of money or like people not coming in anymore because the heat's off or like never finding a solution for this or like never being able to attract team members, like all the feet, like 
working with all that and like shutting that shit out or just using it to fuel or, you know, whatever, whatever. So whatever. But when I say the piece, that's that aspect. So that's with anything too, right? Like, because we've had shows on this, like, what are the costs of peace? Like we we're all in our journey of dealing. Some people don't even have, I don't know that they ever feel a fear or whatever. I have a friend that is so chill and mellow and he's like, and he doesn't even like smoke cannabis or anything, but he's just like the chillest dude, but he's in the cannabis industry, but doesn't use it himself, but is like so chill about every damn thing. And he's like, I do not get afraid of any, he's had so many crazy situations in, in his life, so many crazy situations in his life. And he's, he's like, I really do not ever feel afraid. He's like one time and it was a little bit. So and I feel like Claudette's a little bit on that spectrum as well. So anyway, we're all on that journey of dealing with fears and all that. And so that's for me, when I think around the cost of peace, it's just me getting to deal with my fears, which is, I think, also part of just doing things too. So, but it is a cost, right? I lose sleep sometimes, a lot of times right now, but it's all good. So yes, there, you know, cost that you must, and, and this journey is not for everybody either. True. So straight up, like this journey <laughs> And also, so it's like knowing what you want. Like I wanted this, right? And I wanted this. This is my dream. So I want this, right? And other people like look at me and they go like, I would never want that. (laughs) So it's also, you know, that cost for some people is just wouldn't, it's like too much. That's not worth it for them. My dear friend has said that to me multiple times, right? And she's helped me work through even pivoting on like, what is not worth it right now in your bit? Like I had, okay, this is a cool example to bring up and then I am wrapping. Oh, and I need, so I've had to look at Fit District and pivot on what wasn't working though, right? Because the free lunch was too expensive. Like our cafe, I've completely shifted the business model with our cafe. We've gone to chef made grab and go from like a live like menu and like things like, so you can look at the inside the things, the big thing, the big picture, and what is not worth it, right? Where is the free lunch? Like with that is like some of the costs were not worth it for me, not working. This particular friend said, what if you didn't have the cafe or you didn't have this going on in the cafe, would it be less stressful for this? And I was like, yes. And then what can we shift? So don't be attached also to the outcome, right? Like we pivoted, we shifted because the free lunch, uh, it, or it was too expensive. If I'm even saying that right. Or, or I think you were attached to like your vision, right? But flexible on how you got there. And so there may come a time that, that even that changes. And I love what you said, particularly as you were talking about, you know, going all in. And it's important that we get clarity about what it is we want. You can't really figure out whether or not you're willing to pay the price for something until you know what it is you want, right? So you, it starts there. You've got to be crystal clear with what you want and why. Why, why, why? Because if you're not, as things come up, you're going to bow out. And so 
I think real quick, if I can hop in, the why is even more being rooted in that because I didn't, I'll straight up transparent. I think I may have said this, but I didn't know it was going to be this challenging with Fit District. The magnitude of the challenge, I did not realize it was going to be at this level with some of the things straight up, right? So being rooted in the why also, I think is even more important because you don't always know, right? And so how much does this dream, Matt, some people, it's like, you know when to hold it and fold yes. it, right? So, and I believe yeah. in that as well. I believe in that as well. But my point is, is the why, right? Staying rooted in the big dream, the why. And because sometimes you, you've got like the waters get rougher than you expect and you've got to like navigate. Absolutely. I absolutely agree with you. And, and I think about sort of my own entrepreneurial journey and the first time around, I wasn't clear in the why, right? And I wasn't willing to, I wasn't willing to pay the price and to give up the things that it was going to take to give up to make it work. I was in a different place in my life. My son was young at the time, right? So, and I needed to keep a roof over our head. We, I divorced my son's father. And so I needed to take care of us. And so the things that I was willing to trade off are not the same things that I was willing to trade off 20 years later. And I think about even when I went to law school, I was very clear that going to law school, while it was a path forward in my life to improving the quality of our living situation long term, right? It wasn't going to improve anything in the short four years that I was in school. But looking at the long-term big picture, I could see how it was going to make a difference. And it did. But I made the decision that it was not going to be at the expense of my son and the relationship of with my son, right? And so that meant figuring out how to go to school and not take away any time from him. For me, that meant I went to school at night. I went to law school at night. I studied when he was sleeping and when he was at his father's house, right? So I had to structure my life and my days in a way that the things that I needed to do for school, the things that I needed to do for work that I did around him, and it was hard, right? It was hard. You were talking about people say, how did you do that? I still have people ask me, how did you do that? Or my mother will still say, you know, I've been out of law school 20 something years now. <laughs> she still is talking about how amazed she was at how I managed all that at the time. And the bottom line was that the why, the why, right? It could have been law school, it could have been any number of things, but the why was I wanted to be able to provide a better life for my son. I wanted to make sure that we didn't become a statistic, which was a huge driving force for me, right? Mothers after divorce are more likely to end up in poverty than certainly the fathers. And I was like, we're not going to be a statistic. So what do I have to do to keep that from happening? And I wanted to set an example for my son. 
I wanted to purchase my own house and, you know, so that, so that we could have a home that ultimately we could have a home and not be at the whim of landlords and the like. So it fueled me for the four years through law school, the hundreds of miles of commuting that I did when I took an internship that was an hour and a half away from my, from where I was living and from school, which was another 45 minutes in a different direction and never missing and never missed an event that my son was at football game, baseball game, took him to every practice on the days that he was with me. I took my law books with me. So it's this whatever it takes mentality, but you've got to be clear what it is. You don't get what you want without giving up a little bit. And when I look around and see, I want to make this a young people's things because I know people my age that have done this and some still have this attitude. It's sort of like I'm entitled to this thing that I want and not feeling like you have to do anything in particular to get it. So Claudette, you look like you're itching to weigh in on this conversation. Well, I'm listening and I'm nodding my head like one of those bobble dolls in a car. <laughs> You're much cuter than a bobble doll. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, you know what? You said something about entitlement and I'm going to go back to that because I'd written that down when we were kind of covering what we would talk about. But I do want to say one thing on what Catherine said, and I really value and appreciate what you both have said but did not realize the level of challenge. So, you know, that could be for anything. People will have a child and not realize the level of challenge of having a child. People will start a business and not realize the level of challenge. And I would say to everyone that's listening, because I didn't want to lose this thought, when you receive inspiration, trust that that is the spirit of the living God. Whatever your belief is, there is one power of creation. And it's in you. So trust that that power is inspiring you because it wishes to do what you're being inspired to do. And when I started to understand that fully, that's when I went forward with teaching the truth method. Before that, teaching it and coming up with all the lessons that are on the app and everything and supporting people felt overwhelming. And then in truth was like, I'm doing it. You just need to follow the guidance and just do the work that I tell you to do. And I was like, oh, I can do that. So even though it's my business, right, I feel like I'm working for God. And so God, you know, I can work for God and God can tell me what I need to do that day through my guidance. And you know what? I'll have a hiccup here and there. But when I put my power from my lower self into my higher self in infinite intelligence, and we have to practice to know how to do that, there's a solution to everything. That's what I've learned. And, you know, you can fail one day, but then there's a solution and you'll come back up. And failure to me is just successfully identifying what not to do again. That's it. It is not a permanent state of being. So let's go back to free lunches. So yes, there's an entitlement and I've realized I'm teaching this in my app and I want to share a little bit about this. It's part of the programming in our DNA. 
our ego will feel entitled at first. It will think it's like a romantic viewpoint, even though it's a romanticism. So what is that? Oh, someday it will get better. It doesn't have to be romantic like finding a partner type situation, but you know, it's like the knight in shining armor, or it's like, you know, someday my ship will come in. We have these sayings, right? There's like this thing that it's, I call it the ego fuckery. It puts the reward out into the future. It's like a carrot dangling in front of you. And you're like, someday it will be better. Someday and someday never gets here. And so when I realized that I went through years thinking that with certain things, and then I realized, oh, I need to do something now. You know, it's not like someone's going to come and rescue me. It's not like I'm going to get saved by someone. I even got married thinking that, oh, he'll support me and I can build our retirement. Like I was going to step up and do my part, but I wanted to raise our daughter. I wanted to build our retirement. I wanted a little bit of freedom there. And circumstances happened to where that's not how it played out. And when I got the revelation on this, I was like, I'm glad those circumstances didn't play out that way because it forced me to face my ego and this fantasy, this romanticism of, oh, it's going to get better. Well, you know what? It gets better when your vibration gets better. It gets better when we actually move into oneness with the better. And then that vibration moves out and forms your exterior circumstances. That's how it gets better. And so what's the work that you have to do on that? You might have to kill a little bit of your ego. So there ain't no free lunch, let me tell you. And the ego will put you in a state of longing. I'm longing for this to get better. And then I become victim because I'm in the longing, which denies the power in me. The longing denies what is already in me, which is the supply of all things. And I'm longing for it as if something outside of me has power to give it to me. When the lesson for our soul is the power is in you to form it and move into the vibration of it, to experience it in the outer world. And so what longing does is turn you into a victim. And then if you've ever noticed people that haven't pursued their dream yet, now I, I used to be this person. I'm not now. I was like, I told my ego, I said, bitch, get to the corner and shut up. I mean, I ain't doing this anymore. Okay. So I moved into I'm going to take just one step at a time every day consistently toward the vision, towards the purpose. Otherwise, if I don't, I will feel like a failure. I will feel like a quitter and I will be very unhappy with myself because we are our worst enemies. And so when we can face that, the price we pay is our perception of all the things that are false. We have to lay everything false down. We have to start to seek the truth. And we go, what's the truth about this? What's the truth about that? Who am I in this, right? And blame no one. And that's how you can begin to get, you pay the price. I will, my perception of you, I'm not gonna blame you. You can say whatever you wanna say about me. You can do whatever you wanna do. That's fine. I'll go back to truth and say, what do I believe that allowed this? And then I'll grow and I'll thank you for triggering me to grow. Thank you very much. The part you'll play in it is causing me to grow. That's it. 
And in, in a moment, I might lose my peace momentarily, but I will gain a deeper peace that is eternal, right? And so all the challenges that we face when we're moving into our purpose, our vision, what we are inspired to do, those challenges are but a moment of losing peace, getting triggered, and we can use that to get that eternal peace and power and be firm and solid and move forward. And you know what? When I lie down to die, because I believe that's how that's going to happen, I am not going to regret a damn thing. I love that. And I feel like this is what we need to do. So let's get rid of the longing. Let's get rid of I can't do it because of circumstances, economy, people, something. That is just your ego just screwing you over, trying to convince you there are outward circumstances. Move in, move to the internal power within you and start to take one step forward, one step after another. Break things down in a very small task. Commit to yourself that even for an hour a day, you're going to do something toward it and do that consistently every day. And before you know it, in six months, you'll have a lot done, right? This is how it happens. And this is what is required. And so don't just think a dream's going to pop out of your butt and just all of a sudden show up. You've got to do something and you have to move forward, but sacrifice those false beliefs and limitations first, get rid of those. And then I also regroup because you're going to mess up. You're going to say something wrong. I mean, my biggest challenge was how to even communicate what the truth was. And so, you know, I would talk to somebody and be like, well, I screwed that up. And they would have a perception. It's not even true. And then I'm like, okay, regroup. I'm going to get better at explaining this, right? And so I just regrouped every time, just regroup and don't live in the past failure. Don't live in a past failure, carrying it forward over and over and over. Don't stop it. Just stop it. It's bullshit. So the price you have to pay is willing to face yourself and the perceived weaknesses, the perceived um, lack of whatever you think you're lacking and begin to understand infinite intelligence is pulsing in you. And as you allow your ego to move out of the way, like you can command that shit out of the way, as you do that, infinite intelligence has a freer flow in you to give you what you need to fulfill what you were inspired to do. And that's the price you got to pay. Love, 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 love it. You know, you started with the concept of following your guidance. And every day, one of the mantras that I have is, as I listen, I am led. As I listen, I am led. As where you lead, I will follow. And I think that sort of encapsulates all of this. It's right. God has a part and then we have a part. This life is not about lotteries and genies in a bottle where we just get to wish for things, rub a bottle and poof, it magically appears, right? And for all the talk about things and manifestation, we still have a part to play. And thinking about what it is that, what price we're willing to pay for what we want, right? And you think about people, the cost of fame, right? And people who 
end up suffering through that. You see them, they're miserable. Especially the kids, the kids that grow up. Right, and miserable in their lives. And so is that worth what you got out of it? And ultimately, only you can answer that question. Only you know the answer to that question. So I want to just lay out a few steps. We've sort of talked about these separately, but I want to just itemize it so that you have it. Define your goal. Start by getting clear about what it is you want to achieve. That means writing it down and making sure you have a clear understanding of what success looks like. Success on your terms, not somebody else's terms, which is the other thing, right? That we have to stop living other people's dreams and we have to live our dreams. And then a part of that defining your goals is being clear on your why being crystal clear on why, because when the roadblocks pop up and the price you have to pay starts to make itself evident in your life, if you're not clear on your why, if you're not grounded in that, you're not going to do what Claudette said, which is to take the consistent step after step, step after step, right? Once you've identified your goal and your why, identify the cost, right? Once you know what it is you want to achieve, you have to start thinking about what it's going to take to get there. What sacrifices you need to make? What resources are you going to need? Uh, What help are you going to need from other people? Make a list of all the potential costs, whether they're financial, time-related, or personal, whatever they are, make a list And then you're going to evaluate those costs. Take a look at each of them and evaluate them one by one. Are there any that you're not willing to pay? When I was telling the story about going to law school, I was not willing to sacrifice my relationship and my time with my son. We'd already, through the divorce, I already had... We had joint custody and I only had him half time as it was to then reduce that even more. That for me, that was a deal breaker. And so if I couldn't find a way to get to what I wanted without that, then it wasn't going to happen or at least it was going to happen at in that time frame. And you have to be honest with yourself and and think about what you're truly willing to give up or Look at it as an investment. What are you willing to invest? Then you have to make a plan. Based on the evaluation, make a plan for how you're going to achieve your goal, how you're going to get where you're going. And the plan should take into account the costs and the trade-offs. And that may mean making some adjustments, right? So when I thought about law school, law school normally is a three-year endeavor. I went at night, part-time, which meant four years. So adjusting the timeline and then finding ways to mitigate or reduce the costs or make other sacrifices. One of the things I gave up in order to be able to be as present as I could as a mother and to be the best student that I could be, I gave up football. I had, I did, <laughs> and I know it sounds like a, like a really minor thing, 
but I had been really invested in my social life around football on Sundays and Monday night. And for four years, that absolutely was off the table. I did not go see one football game, hang out the way I had in order to make this thing happen in my life. And dating was off the table at the time as well. And then after you make a plan, then it's time to take action. You take action, start working towards your goal. Remember that trade-offs are a natural part of the process and that as you move along, you may recognize that you need to make some adjustments to the plan, which has to be really important. The flexibility in all of this and remembering in the end, it's about taking the consistent step after step. And maybe the step after step is there's time in between and you have to take a break and then you take another step, but you're going to continue to take steps to make progress to get where you want to go. So with following those steps, ultimately you're going to be better equipped to understand both what it's going to take to get there and to be able to make informed decisions so that you can get there. So ladies, any final thoughts before we wrap this up? Just don't accept no to yourself, to yourself, like, and listen to your self-talk. It reveals what is in the soul. So, you know, one quick way to get that out, to start to remove the beliefs that are false is just whatever you want to accomplish, go, I have whatever it is, accomplish this, like put it in the tense of it's already done. And then, you know, you can make three columns and in the middle column, you can put all the beliefs that come up from that because your ego will go to town and let your mind go to town. Don't try to control it. Just journal it and then start to look on the right side and go, is what's the truth about this? And ask for the eternal truth to chime in, not your truth or my truth, because that's only on the level of your understanding. Ask for the eternal truth, which taps into infinite intelligence to give you the truth about it and let that begin to rise in you. It's the beginning of the process, right? And so do that and let's get real about what we believe that's blocking us from moving forward with what we desire. Let's get real about it. I love the messaging earlier around facing ourselves and around this topic specifically, it's facing the rewards and the costs. And for me, it's like, how does that feel inside of me? Is this fueling me? Is this fueling my purpose, my fire, my passion, my mission? Or is this draining me? Right. And even within the big mission or the big thing, there's things to weigh within that. Like I was sharing earlier with Fit District, you know, it's like where we need to pivot within our business, what's draining us or what's energizing us, right? And our relationships and whatever is in our everyday life, right? Because the drain of things is a big cost, you know, energetically, financially, mentally, physically comes with great cost. So I think the awareness around what we have in our close world is just so important to be weighing and tapping into and the awareness around it. 
I love that, ladies. Love that. So we want to thank you for joining us for this episode of Beyond Your Best Plan. If you have not already, please review and rate our show and join us on Facebook and Instagram to share how you are counting your costs, how you are determining what price you want to pay for what it is that you want. Whitney. Claudette. I have a question for you. I have an answer for you. I want to know what you're up to so everyone can know what you're doing. What are you doing? Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I am having conversations about this topic, really. So one of the things that I would invite you to do, if this is an area that is a bit of a challenge for you, is to check out an ebook that's called The Magic of No. It is my gift to you. You can get it at shiftingintoaction.now.site, shiftingintoaction.now.site. Again, it's the magic of no, and it will help you to get some clarity around what it is you need to say no to in order to be able to say yes to yourself, to what you want and what matters most in your life. So check it out. The magic of no. I'm getting my copy of the magic of no. I know. I love it. I love that. So again, we want to thank you. And until next time, remember to count the costs. One of the ways you're going to have to do that is to get out of your comfort zone. Take the steps necessary to move towards your goals and take care. The Fab Five thanks you for joining us today as we assist you in moving beyond your best plans. We just ask that this week you find one way to step into your authentic self. Listen, review, and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can find us at beyondyourbestplan.com. See you on the other side of your best plan.